Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends of the pod, to another episode of Colton Classic Podcast, the podcast where we bring you a pair of films, one mainstream and one cult, and talk about them both. I'm your host, film critic and comedian Nate Wyckoff, and I am happily joined by longtime contributors Tad Mastroianni. How are you doing, Tad? I, you must be mistaken because I'm pretty sure I don't participate in social media, so I don't know why I'm here. Well, that's because you're being drug in by your friends, as always. Uh, and also with us is Jeff Tucker. How are you doing, Jeff? I'd like to unfriend. Where's unfriend. the button? No, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. That function is no longer available. Yeah. Uh, we also joined, uh, tech tech issues uh, allowed by Mandy Longley uh, as we record this first part of part two, rather, first part of two parts how about that for this pairing which we call social media smackdown now all the puns that tad and jeff said make sense even if they're still not funny so oh thanks oh, unfriend again <laughs> with, with feeling this time <laughs> we have we have a pair of films that i'm very excited to talk about we have first up unfriended from 2014 this was a mainstream film uh there's a little bit of a backstory to it uh, that deals with social media and it's kind of a, a, a horror film. And then we have 2022's The Influencer. Uh, it actually might be 2021, but we were happy uh, to get it from the filmmaker here to review. The Influencer is uh, another social media themed film about, you guessed it, influencers. And that's sort of a genre mashup, thriller, comedy. We'll talk about it. Uh, but that's next episode. This one, we're focusing on 2014's Unfriended. Now, this movie did really well in theaters. Uh, it, it had quite a high opening number. There was a sequel that came out a few years later um, that was produced by the writer of this first one, uh, but otherwise was unrelated. Uh, so it's called Unfriended, The Dark Web. But we're focusing on the original, as those are usually the best. Now, this movie's R-rated. I don't see a lot of reason other than probably a, a handful of swear words. Um, this movie, the reason I said it's mainstream uh, before is because it did get picked up by Universal, but it was actually made independently. And then Universal picked it up before distribution. So it's, it's really more of an independent film. And you can kind of believe that because it's cleverly done i'll say with a low budget the entire movie is is essentially viewed through uh someone's desktop 
or it's made to look like it's viewed through someone's computer or laptop desktop screen. So that means you see them open and close windows, open messages, uh, chat, text, uh, etc. And the majority of the, well, really all the scenes are played through uh, essentially a Zoom call. And so while that sounds like a true nightmare now, I really doubt they'd be able to pitch this movie during uh, a COVID-19 pandemic era and have people go, great, exactly what I want to get off work and then go watch a Zoom call. Um, in 2014, this was kind of a novel idea. It has been done before. It really is sort of, it gives it the vibe of a different kind of found footage film. Uh, in my opinion, because you have everyone in separate screens, no one is in the same place, uh, but everyone kind of has their own shit going on. I think we have a lot to discuss on this one. Now, the movie did well in theaters. It did not do particularly well critically. Now, I have mixed feelings on this. So really, I'll just give you the plot and then we'll go to our uh, panelists. Now, the plot, uh, not complicated. A group of online friends, or rather friends online, are chatting with one another uh, the anniversary of their dead friend who commits suicide. That's not a spoiler. It's pretty much how the movie opens. Uh, she was filmed committing suicide on the playground at school. They're high schoolers, and it's the anniversary of their friend's death. They're all online, chatting, not really thinking about that, so it seems. And then an undisclosed individual joins the chat and no matter what they can't seem to shake this person they're able to join the chat and be present and then they start talking to them and horrible things begin happening to friends one by one the idea of being unfriended comes from unfriending someone on facebook if you really don't know what this means and you're in the united states i do not know where you have been perhaps uh you're amish i'm not judging that's not a judgment call that would just be some sort of fact although i have a feeling there are plenty of amish people who are on facebook anywho back to the point so it's one of those things where the friends don't know what's happening there's a mystery killer and uh things get spoopy tad had you seen this movie before now that you have seen it if not what are your takeaways having watched unfriended 2014 I have seen this movie before in the fact that I have been working in IT for a very long time. And this is my life, except without the murder and the suicides and all that. So this, this is one of those things where I would have looked at it as a novelty at the time it came out. For me, watching this was absolute pure torture. This is, this is how I live now awkward social interactions and frankly i don't really want to be reminded of of uh my of my high school days with aim i don't want to be reminded of yeah this stuff. aol instant messenger definitely had i got it needs to be a trigger warning on that because when it kept popping up i was getting like oh huh, like huh, this yeah. is this is taking me back i mean i watched the, the this is one of the few times i actually did research beforehand and by that i mean i watched the trailer and the trailer looked like shit and i was like oh my god nathan what have you done um <laughs> i was not excited for either of these movies um one of them pleasantly surprised me i think you can guess which one did not this one no no i this was this was this was painful for me to watch i i could barely get through it uh especially because you remember i wasn't really all that impressed with the blair witch project when it came out and this kind of feels like someone went why don't we do the Blair Witch Project, but in cyberspace? And I'm 
not a fan. I, I did not enjoy this. So, so I do love that you said it that way because there, what, one of the original titles for this during production was um, uh, uh, Cyber Normal, I think. That sounds horrible. That Something sounds like a stupid name. Yeah. Well, the main well, character's name is Blair, so I'm yeah, wondering if that could possibly be a coincidence. Probably not. Um, now, interestingly enough, this movie was uh, conceived of and produced by uh, someone who I think you guys will will probably remember more fondly, uh, Timur Bekmembetov, who uh, made the Night Watch and Day Watch films, um, which mm. were interesting Russian science fiction fantasy horror mashup comic booky films based off a, a yeah those are fun i actually I, you know i don't think i've seen the second one I well see that it came sure. out two years later so they kind of missed the mark with the the bringing it over stateside i think i think people lost it on that one but anyway uh so this was his idea and actually supposedly somewhere along the line uh he divulged that he wanted to do an entire series of films uh in different genres based on this so like a romance that was like in this format no. uh a comedy i'm gonna no. say i think that's a horrible idea this and is not a because terrible idea not because of this movie i just think that that it, it could be done but i we'll move on to ta- jeff jeff i know that horror tends to be your least favorite genre um what did you think of this film as you were watching it because we forced you to watch it essentially yeah you know um it actually had me in the beginning like i was actually drawn in um unfortunately for me like as soon as i knew where it was going which was pretty early they there's a lot of context clues uh i basically checked out as soon as i knew it was a ghost story uh, sorry spoilers uh i was i was checked out um but it could just I, be I a did... really nasty it story where there's a team of geek squad people in a van going well, and forcing so, people to do things i mean it was pretty clear based on like the <laughs> like the websites that she was pulling up and if you actually like read the stuff on there it was like pretty clear they were going for the like a spiritual ghost story thing sure. um and that i guess that actually bring i would have actually preferred like it would have been more interesting for me personally if it was like a different like narrative like like even to the extent you end the or, or get closer to the film and you find out that we're, we're not even viewing this through her screen you're like viewing it through like um like Ooh, a, basically a, a screen of the third party that would you be a I mean? really fun twist yeah yeah like that would have been fun to me like those types of things would have been really clever and like you know kind of like mind-breaking you're like oh you know um but for this it's just like oh it's a ghost you know um <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm never gonna get excited about that i like dragons and like weird shit too so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna begrudge people that get excited by ghosts it just is not my thing like it does literally yeah, and, nothing for me and personally supernatural stuff is like my favorite and yeah. i actually i'll agree with you i thought that the beginning of this film was actually really strong in fact i was kind of stunned at how realistically awkward it felt um yeah. for everyone and to the credit of the entire cast i thought the entire cast was pretty solid i mean this is it, it, as Tad said, it, it wouldn't have been so painful probably for you, Tad, had it not felt so realistic in probably. its presentation. Um, and I did, I think that the format is interesting because it sort of feels like a a first person, like an old school first person puzzle game with some cinematic elements, like um, uh, the later Zork games are missed in a way because 
you're pulled like you're not you're watching action but you're not in control of the action which people would say it's any movie but in this case it's things that you would normally be doing moving your mouse clicking on this opening this typing to this and so that does have an interesting sort of faux interactive vibe to it so you're saying that this movie would have been better as a point and click adventure well yeah well, what, so what wouldn't have been better a as a point-to-click adventure? No, well, so okay, so um, <laughs> and guys, uh, listeners to the pod, you'll know that this is a spoiler podcast. We do give details because we discuss the ins and outs of the movie. That said, as always, I do not believe spoilers ruin a good film or, or an interesting film. Even if you know something coming, you don't know everything. You don't know the way it's presented, the visuals chosen, etc. So, uh, if if you like the sound of this unusual movie uh go watch it and come back otherwise listen to what we have to say and i don't think it'll ruin it for you if you still want to watch it so unfriended as jeff said it's a ghost story their their friend who commits suicide is seems to be this this faceless avatar that keeps popping into their chat um and it makes them do progressively more uncomfortable things like it makes them reveal each one's like skeleton in the closet uh and and then eventually you see how every character was sort of involved, even if indirectly in, including the lead character in the prompting for suicide of, of their friend uh, who is taking revenge, it seems. There are some interesting choices. Um, I, I think Jeff, you're right. We know exactly where it's going fairly early and the rest is sort of a, it's sort of a saw element like, you know somebody's going to die, but they keep doing the thing. It's like, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. And they're like, you have to do it or you're going to die, blah, blah, blah. And then finally they do it, to which point usually then they're pushed even farther and they flip out and break the rule and then they're killed, right? So basically uh, this ghost person says, you know, you can't leave the chat. If you leave the chat, some, I'll get you basically. And it happens. And every time somebody leaves the chat, they uh, either come back on video are unresponsive and drink bleach or uh, kill them. My favorite was killing themselves with um, the blender, uh, which, and all of these things, I mean, it's, it's like indie film 101. Like it's not done poorly. I don't think personally, um, the blender was a little hard to, to sort of believe at a certain extent, but Hey, it's, <laughs> as Jeff said, that's why the supernatural element is there to sort of seal any holes with this, you know, theoretical, spiritual omnipresence um but the best parts are the the actors chemistry between each other as they're interacting i feel um you have it really felt like being back in high school to to a certain extent like the um like i could i'm not going to name names but i <laughs> jeff and tad and i full disclosure all went to high school together and i can absolutely be like oh this is so-and-so and i'm not gonna say it because i don't want to have to go back in and beep it out um but this <laughs> idiot with the gun who's already drunk uh, is definitely this person, um, and so on and so forth. Now, that brings me to my biggest problem with it as well, is that the plot itself is profoundly juvenile. Um, the actual, like, so I'm just going to spoil this. This could be as close to the spoiler as possible, but really it points out the core flaw with the film for me. Um, and I actually enjoyed this film. I, I, when I saw it, I saw the trailer in theater as well, Tad, when it first came out. And before the title, and then when the title showed, I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. The title alone was enough to make me like, I can't believe 
I don't want to see this. Um, and then I thought the trailer was not enticing. That said, everyone else did because they saw the shit out of this movie. Uh, and and when I did see it, I actually was surprised. I'm like, oh, this is actually fairly well made. Um, I believe the emotions behind the performances. What I do not believe is that this person killed themselves because they were filmed having passed out at a party and shitting their short shorts. That's literally the impetus for now. I'm not saying that somebody in high school or, or, or maybe any stage of life wouldn't be really upset and horrified about this, but what a cheap out because there are people face real problems uh, that get exposed on social media and things. And, and obviously this film has, was inspired uh, by real life cyberbullying suicides. Um, so this happens in the real world. Somebody is picked on uh, online to the point where their life is so miserable they commit suicide. It's horrible. Uh, it, it absolutely, it should not be done. This is a weird one because they went in a direction that was like, um, like this. This is this is supposed to be in Jalen Silent Bob Strike Back again, right? Like not n- not my Blair Witch Project movie. Um, also, I will give them credit to actually showing a profound amount of shit down someone's legs uh i mean i guess you know so we could we could uh we could alternatively title this movie 13 reasons why i shit myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know really it's so and and they complicate it and this is another another thing they complicate it by making the person who killed herself a jerk in real life like and they try and the lead character who is close friends with her kind of tries to gloss it over essentially implying that um this person was physically molested by a family member which of course was also tragic basically this dead person kind of gets shit on figuratively and literally and then we're supposed to be happy because they get the revenge but you actually don't really like this person because you don't even know this person there's been nothing done to build this mythical thing like i actually am kind of with jeff i don't mind the supernatural element but I wanted a twist on top of this because we all knew from this get-go that, oh, it's a horror movie. Oh, this person died on this day because we see it open up with that. It's this person haunting them and they're, and they're going to get their revenge for something we don't know about. And that's exactly what it was. Um, and you really could have taken it somewhere else. Like, I actually love the idea that maybe it was, a, it could be even a different spirit, right? It could be a Captain Howdy exorcist situation. This isn't the person I think I'm talking to. Um, and so, and then we also have a, a really out of place sort of like demonic transformation visual at the end. Um, like this isn't, not to spoil a, 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 what I think is a superior film, but Paranormal Activity at the end, we get one shot that isn't realistic. We get one quick snippet of something that looks very demonic and scary. Uh, and this one, it didn't fit because it's the one time we see another person in the room with the lead character and it's behind a computer screen. It just, it didn't work for me. Um, it didn't work for me. And I don't know what you guys thought about that moment. Essentially it's... the screen closes and there's like a monster behind it. Nate, um, what the, what, all right. The, you know what that reminded me of? What's the movie I've already forgotten. What's the movie where it was like some hippie dude who like was just in the background of the movie showed up at the last second to save somebody from a demon and got his ended him by the demon what the hell movie oh, was that amityville dollhouse there we go it's like yeah. it, it jumped out like that where it was so out of place i'm like what the fuck is even going on it's yeah, the same like, time i was like that mo- i liked that movie and then that hit and i was like okay yeah. it just it just whew. 
it feels like a panic moment like the payoff like like a bunch of people watching the movie and like oh the payoff's not big enough um i actually like the idea like they could have done anything it could have been like because i actually thought that the the entity or whatever was going to be like to the lead character who's the only one left alive her boyfriend has has killed him everyone's dead except for her would have been like now you have to be alone like i was like i thought that would be the implication or something but then instead it's i i gotta kill you too and i'm like okay there just could have been more it could have been like oh and by the way here are all these files showing you shitting on all of your friends so everyone's gonna think it's you that did this like it could have just been any you know it could have been anything right um and so the combination of that sort of ending being too unsatisfying too out of place with the fact that the big reveals that somebody commits suicide because they shit their pants at a party um and like i guess maybe too because i mean we i know i i personally know several people who have shit in public um maybe this is uh, uh we work in retail the norm. I, oh right work in retail yeah exactly <laughs> like so it's just and i know that the i think the idea was well this is this would be really tragic for someone in in a high school situation you're like well i know people really in high though? school yeah exactly like really, really? like I, I think there's been a lot of other more tragic things that have happened in the real world like maybe the fact that the character who killed herself was molested by their uncle maybe like, that is actually probably more traumatic yet she survived that um but, but she didn't survive passing out drunk and pooping <laughs> herself um you and must, by the way you must, you must die or you way, shall shit yourself in public forever and just just as another thing they didn't even really show in the video that was uploaded online which is why the main character is guilty uh I mean, yes, that's a shitty thing to do to someone. I, I said shit a lot, but it is prevalent. <laughs> in this. Um, and I think it, it's it's like you couldn't even really necessarily. You could argue it wasn't even the same person that she filmed. I mean, it just it just wasn't. Just from a technical level, it was a confusing thing. And also, there's just implications that this person was a really mean person, and so there's I, there's no satisfaction across the board here. Like, I can't be satisfied because the, the lead characters succeeded and I can't be satisfied because they're garbage people and you don't care, they're really vapid. And I can't care about the ghost who's getting revenge because they sound like a douche. I mean, so like, isn't that how ghosts are? They're kind of douchey people and they're so douchey that their douchiness pre- uh, prevents them from moving on to the next life. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I didn't read that. I didn't read that in Hans Holzer's books. But, no, you know. but I mean, I, I can think of a few things like Samara, for instance. Samara was a huge douche in the ring, and she just kept well, being and, around and forever. And to be fair, to be fair, in in lots of cer- certain cultures like Japan, um, Thailand, uh, some other, like for some reason, Asian cultures are popping in my head with this. Um, but ghosts are, you know, they're the hungry ghosts. They are the venge. They're they're just they're desirous of ruin and and all these things. So like that makes sort of sense, but we typically in the Western idea of ghosts have that whole like, you know, like, oh, it's unfinished business or this person, like somebody needs to pass a message on or you have to find their real killer. So when it's just, you showed everyone I shit myself, you're like, well, I guess I don't, it's not, it's not the lovely bones. Okay. We're not dealing on that level. <laughs> right. Um, and so it just seems when you find out that that's the big reveal, I'm like, that's the and then okay technically the reveal is is that the the good person who you're following as the lead is supposed to be the one that had 
uploaded the footage, took the footage and uploaded it online. Well, I, 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 I had the impression that she had uh, taken the footage, but yes. she had, but her boyfriend actually her boyfriend. uploaded it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and, so- and she like, and she actually like threw him under the bus, like moments she before did. that ending that right. you had, which was like, uh, just to, to double down on the, that, that being not a very good ending was, you know, living with the fact that you like just basically threw somebody under the bus right. that you care about to save yourself right. uh, that would be it, it, why why just why kill that person you know it's so much more interesting for them to like live with the the well, guilt or whatever you know what i mean she it, even she even said the spirit even is like you were my only friend why did you leave me like why did you why did you stop being my friend? Why did you leave me alone? And then like, that's why I thought the ending was going is now you're completely alone. And all your, yeah. f- our friends are with me, you know, like I thought that's where it was going. And then, yeah, exactly. It's like, and I, I just, and again, the lead character, you're supposed to, I think you're supposed to kind of like her, but she's actually not a good person. Like she's revealed that she cheated on her boyfriend with his best friend. And then she of course throws him under the bus. And you also found out that she was giggling at this person she knows is damaged, uh, shit herself and filmed it. Like there's just, there's no good people in this. Maybe the, the, maybe the Cartman character, the, you know, the, the overweight friend with the gaming headset, um, you know, in the movie was it Ken or something. I forget his name, uh, whichever one, but the one that, I think he's the first to go or yeah or second they call him ken for short yeah yeah what it doesn't matter um it, it's sort of you know I, I mean maybe he wasn't that bad like he essentially his biggest crime as far as we know is saying well i mean she kind of deserved like to have the video uploaded she was mean to everyone and you're like eh, well you know i mean i I'm sh- i'd sure like to see a video of vladimir putin shitting himself at a party online right now like that would make me feel pretty good so I, I and i think he deserves it so like i'm not really against that argument now no one would want this person to kill themselves and then we get like other things like one of the friends like dm them like kill yourself kill yourself kill yourself which is kind of taken from real life um events but again it's sort of it's one of those things where it's like using rape in a film as a catalyst you really need to treat the subject matter with the seriousness it it actually has in order to make it effective that's why it's such a difficult thing to do appropriately because in a film like this teen suicide because of bullying and pressure is a real thing as as it is adult suicide so when you kind of make all of the pieces around it really stupid and trivial um like no one killed themselves because someone texted them you should kill yourself 200 times like i mean if that were the case then i would have emailed all my credit card information to every stupid porn bot that texts me like 10 times a day right because i got on some mailing list that's not how it works like it's a systematic abuse of someone in multiple ways from multiple angles you know that kind of harassment causes these issues that lead people to self-harm so when you just have it that someone pooped themselves and then they they go um and have to and have to die, kill themselves on a playground uh, essentially it's just not it didn't do it for me um and I which don't, is a bummer i don't i don't think um i don't uh, i'm trying to remember which circle of hell is the one that has a whole bunch of poop so that everyone died has to go to that circle so i don't i don't recall that oh circle. i am I, right that's on what I'm time, i don't think I don't <laughs> think there is a circle of hell where you have to where where you go because it's where people go who uh, suicide when they shit themselves. Apparently, 
yeah dante that was dante's edited version um that was that was uh, the 10th circle that he cut out um and he was really ahead of the time because he had a whole thing about like posting it online and everyone's confused it's like don't worry in a few hundred years this is gonna make sense um it's like so the right brown, behind the brown circle yeah uh, there we go Brutus being circle. eaten by the devil the devil's pooping and then that's the next uh dude that sounds metal circle <laughs> That sounds like actually, a, if anybody has played the Dante's Inferno game from PlayStation 3, Xbox uh, 360 era, um, there there is a lot of feces in that, and it is sort of reminiscent. Anyway, there we go. You, you know, uh, this wasn't supposed to be um, a poop episode. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, Mandy has joined us. Mandy, we've all talked Hello. about um, some things that worked and didn't work in Unfriended 2014. What was your first off? Had you seen this film before? And not well okay. i mean i have because i do zoom calls like all day for work but i haven't because i <laughs> hadn't actually exactly seen the movie what nailed it. Said. fucking nailed it that's exactly what dad said so what was your expectation and what did you come out with oh man i think it was you kind of like gave us hints about what this this wasn't like the uh the the title kind of tells you it's going to be a horror film right a little bit the unfriend yeah. is was expecting a horror film i actually was like even though I just kind of totally dumped on it. Uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was intrigued by the format, um, the way that they decided to do it. And they really, really committed to the format. Um, That was surprising. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, but I was also very bored because it is something I see literally like all day. Um, And then I was also annoyed because teenagers and high school students are annoying and what's even more annoying than that is like adults who appear to be like 25 to 30 playing teenagers yeah it's like even more annoying so um i thought that was like a really unique like a pretty unique idea like and that they like i commend them for committing to the bit like saying like this is how we're going to do this we're going to stick with it all the way through um but it was like probably twice as long as it needed to be and there were some things that they could have done um, that were a lot more uh, engaging than they did. Yeah, which, and it, yeah. And and it's 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 interesting that you say it's longer because it does have moments that seem to drag um, because it's sort of a it's a pattern film, right? Like you get like, oh, there's a new thing that the ghost is doing. And eventually it's going to lead to one of them killing themselves. Oh, there's a new thing it's doing and it's going to lead to, you know, that's coming over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. And the movie is only 83 minutes. It's only an hour and 23 minutes, but because we're locked in locations and we're watching people sort of be realistic, um, it, it, it's problematic. Now there's a part, people get confused, I think. And I did as well when I, when I researched the background of this movie, they did film the entire film script in one take. However, that was not the only film they used. They did scenes over and over again as well, but they did do one long take. And I mean, oh, I will say, I will say it did, I, this felt realistic to me in many hmm. ways, as far as the acting, they acted fairly realistic. Like they're looking off camera. A lot of the time they're doing their own shit. They're like Jeff clicking through other websites, playing monster hunter. I don't know what he's doing, but um <laughs> If anybody's watching the video, he's just staring at me. I'm actually <laughs> going through IMDb, you know, researching <laughs> the the topic oh. we're discussing. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, it's but it's it's sort of like that. And it does have an element where it got me into it, but it also it is tiring because this is literally like our life post-COVID. Um, so 
I was fairly engaged in this movie, actually much more than I thought. Um, the plot itself did not hold up for me, but I didn't have a, I didn't have a hard time finishing it. Uh, I will say probably the most effective is actually the beginning scene where um, the, the, the lead and her boyfriend are starting to do like digital, you know, sexy time. Um, and I, I don't, so it's it's Heather Sossaman and uh, and Moses Storm, I believe, are the two those two leads. And I actually did the thing that uh, hardcore with George C. Scott did to me, where I'm like, I'm a little uncomfortable, not because it looks like some sort of sex scene's about to play out, but because they do look their age range, and I'm approaching forty pretty darn quick here. Um, watching what looks like a nineteen year old like take her top off becomes, you know, like. Did I accidentally click on, on Pornhub? What's going on here? What am I looking at? Uh, and so that's one of those moments. Um, and they took it a little farther than I expected, but there isn't any full nudity or anything like that. Um, just, just a tease moment. But then people popping in was funny uh, to an extent, except for the fact that uh, what web program lets people just jump the hell in like on their own? It was the ghost, man. Jesus. So, Nate, if you weren't aware of this, there were serious security risks in the Zoom program back at the beginning of COVID where um, you could join meetings unsolicited. And the best part is, is that this movie came out years before those security vulnerabilities were found. And the true nightmare is um, either going to work and seeing your coworker uh, like topless or something like that, that you don't want to see you know, because they don't realize their camera's on yeah. or, or, or just, you know, or, or the hilarity hey. of watching a dude We're, pop in literally just to but, be like, Ugh. also yeah, from this movie, happen. there was a ghost controlling things. You know, <laughs> True. I've noticed but, ghost it was really a matter ghost. What do you mean? It was, it was, it was a ghost. A ghost. They Jeff, literally was Jeff a ghost. blames everything on ghosts. God, it's always ghosts. It was so, so yeah, and just and I do remember that we do, I, there have been um, instances on on Zoom in the early days of the 2019 or excuse me 2020 COVID quarantine. I remember my wife is a yoga instructor and was had to move to teaching online, and luckily it wasn't one of her classes, but she was taking another instructor's class, and a, a bot, probably not even a bot, a person joined and just spammed the whole club with porn, um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where. It sounds like, oh, what, a, like, you can imagine some, you know, 14-year-old, like, oh, this is going to be great. But then when it actually happens, you just, everyone, this is the response you get. And I don't know how satisfying it is. You just everyone on screen leaning in, looking like, wait, what? what? Yeah, if you guys can watch it on YouTube, just just looking at the screen, yeah, squinting yeah, like, like squint, yeah. at? it just, it's, it's not a satisfying uh, this thing. happening? Uh, so, yeah. Any who's it's. Um, Let's move on to the recommendations uh, of this film. I'll start because uh, I actually, you know what? If you're into, if like you like sort of the light horror films, like I even would say people argue with me on this, but I'd say something like James Wan horror films, like The Conjuring or something where there's really not high stakes. It's very produced, even though this is an independent film, you know what you're in for. You're not going to be like horrified at some shocking moral you know morally reprehensible act you're not going to be like shocked by organs falling out onto the floor from someone's midsection none of that stuff's going to happen you just want an eerie atmosphere this movie will probably do it for you um it, it also if you're interested in how to tell stories in different ways in different mediums this is probably a good one to look at because they really do get 
a story across using uh, a very non-traditional presentation uh, system. I don't feel like it's always successful. I feel like the script could have been tighter. I feel like the acting actually is quite good. I think that they did a good job feeling natural and, and they did a lot of stuff with changing script on the day and making the characters just ad lib and things that I think probably benefited that realness, quote unquote, in the end. Um, but as it totally wrapped up, whenever you have something real like cyberbullying and teen suicide as like a staple corner of your film's plot, you have to do better than than someone pooping themselves on camera for that to be the call like you just have to treat it with more, a little more respect than that um because it really happens and like it is scary and it can be used in a horror film or any film um uh, but it, it, not in this way i think that's a little weak i think maybe someone who is 14 watching this movie might think whoa that would be horrible um unless you're a dude no offense i mean most guys yeah it would be uh, unfortunate to 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 do that but um we would survive. We would survive. Uh, let's move on. Jeff, would you recommend Unfriended? And if so, why and to who? Um, so just right off the bat, like I, I do appreciate like kind of like the the phone booth-esque challenge that this film kind of yeah. set itself up for. Like, how do we make a movie in a phone booth? I, I knew and you nothing were but a phone, phone booth. booth. How do you we make a movie like, that's oh. just in a, a Zoom call? I like and I like the uh basically contribution to art that that has done uh in terms of actually going watching this movie unless you're like a filmmaker and like are like nate said looking for new clever ways to like tell stories and think about storytelling uh i just don't think it's worth it um for for me like i i was i, I get lost immediately by just the fact that there's like it was a ghost story but for me i i actually just I don't think it's a nuanced story of bullying. Um, uh, it's, it's actually, it's, it's hard to even point at like a good one. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, for this, this to come around, you know, like the, even just the, the, we've, we've had enough of there's a bully, somebody gets revenge on it. You know, the, the old revenge of the nerds uh, prototype. Uh, we need something new where, somebody bullies they confront the fact that they're being horrible and then they go get help like that's that's the story i want to see it's not very cinematic maybe it'd be, be pretty we boring. know you like fantasy I would, jeff you i would already like said that. i would like to see a new sort of uh thing so that our culture can evolve and improve uh blah 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 so I Jeff's not... recommendation is to go watch Phone Booth by Joel Schumacher. Okay. Um, <laughs> by the way, I agree. Phone Booth is a great film, and it was written by Larry Cohen, who I adore, who wrote It's Alive Superior and It's Alive film. General. Anyway, uh, let's go to let's go to Mandy. Mandy, would you recommend Unfriended 2014? And if so, why and who? I recommended that my brother watch five minutes, any five minutes of this film prior to I watched the whole thing. All right. And you ended up watching the whole thing um i think that would be probably my recommendation for anyone like if you have um this on a streaming subscription this is on netflix right now um like check it out watch like five minutes of it see the novelty of it and the storytelling um stance that they took and then move on to watching something else i think like novelty is a, a phone booth phone book watch a phone, <laughs> like book. phone booth it's real good and then just watch a phone book Watch your um, phone book. Yeah. Dad, Dad, would you recommend Unfriended is so I do? 
No, but poop jokes are funny. <laughs> they are. Oh, they sure are. Uh, and on that note, this wraps up this episode of Cult and Classic Podcast, part one of Social Media Smackdown. Please join us next week where we talk about the cult film, uh, The Influencer by, from 2021. A uh, really interesting film. Can't wait to talk about it. We will join you next week. Listen to our past episodes, anywhere you find podcasts, as well as our current and future episodes. Also, go to www.cultandclassicpodcast.com. You can find our episodes. You can uh, shortly, we'll have the videos up where you can see them there. You can also go to our shop and support us by buying zines or any uh, number of other cool things. And send us your recommendations, requests, all that stuff to cultandclassicpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at Cult and Classic Podcast. Have a great one, and we will catch you next week. To play us out is the Chud with All About Evil. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.